0: Hey, what's up? It's Thursday, September 22nd. And you're listening to episode 70 of the Chasing Points podcast. We are your weekly honest dive into the world of sports. What's going on? My name is Sam. Thank you so much for listening. As you know, it's Brandon's birthday today. Happy birthday, Hayes. And he couldn't be with us. But trivia question. Who was the first guest host of this podcast? Ladies and gentlemen, I present to you Jeremiah Wood. Hello. Hello. What's up, Jerry? Not not too, so wait. So today is today's Brandon's birthday? I believe so. I could be drastically wrong and then embarrassed, but cuz it's, it's, it's his birthday. It's also my birthday too. Today's your birthday? tomorrow's your birthday.
1: September 22nd. Yes, today, September 22nd is my birthday. Oh my.
0: Oh, well, yeah. Happy birthday. Yes. It's listen, wow, you, I feel you like and I a are jerk.
1: No, we're parents and we have parent brains, so I totally understand it. And usually I need like a Facebook reminder to even like for you, who is, I'd say, like top five of all my best friends. So I don't
0: it's not a big deal. I feel like a jerk. No, it's in the mail. (laughs) Yes, thank you. Well, on your birthday Eve, when we're recording this. Yes. And uh, thank you so much for joining us. I know you could be anywhere in the world.
1: There is not a place in the world I'd rather be than with my my brother from another mother talking some
0: sports. There you go. Let's uh, get into it, man. Um, mm-hmm. Again, you're the the first co-host we ever had. It that's, was like episode uh, guest co-host. It was like episode like five or six or something like that.
1: This is this is this is that. that's going on my resume as like in a uh, personal achievement. I was the first co-host uh, guest co-host of the Chasing Points podcast. And I will let you I will let, pe- I would let pe- everyone know like, hey, like this is that's
0: that right there. Basking it, my friend. Yes. Well, it's uh you know, week three of the NFL season. We're gonna look back into week two. Crazy Monday night slate, wild wins on Sunday. Gonna talk about some and 2 teams and hit the panic button mm-hmm. and uh talk about the future of some of these uh some other other teams. We got some winners and losers. We're gonna do our picks. I have Brandon's picks. I'm gonna have my picks. Jerry's gonna make some picks. Yes. And uh if we have time, we'll play do you care? What do you think? I, I like it. I like everything you said. Let's do it then. All right, mm-hmm. man. So I guess I guess we could just start with the, the most recent games. Uh impressive Monday night win. The Bills demolished the Titans 41 to seven. They ended up pulling all their starters like it was a preseason game. Uh yeah. Josh Allen threw four touchdowns. Three of them ended up in the hands of Stefan Diggs. He's good at football. Very uh, good. And uh, Brandon's Eagles also took care of the Vikings. And uh, Kirk Cousin met uh, primetime Kirk Cousins. Uh, so he had three picks and uh, a 51 quarterback rating. So I guess we'll just start with Monday night. Jerry, your thoughts on uh, the two Monday night games that that occurred?
1: I think the first thing I, I have to say is the the idea to do two Monday night games on a week later than week one is awesome. That was always my week. One was always my favorite week to watch, especially back when I did overnights because of the West coast game. That would always be the,
0: it would like be the like Raiders the, and like, exactly. Yeah. And
1: like, it, it was always a West coast team and maybe an East coast team, but it was the, you got like Chris Berman announcing it with Rex Ryan or Tom Jackson, whoever. And I always loved knowing that I could watch football until like one, one o'clock. And I mean, I'm glad also that they were East Coast teams. So they were, you know, relatively similar kickoffs. Uh, the Bills are the best team in the NFL. This is, I don't think this is up for debate anymore. They Josh Allen, I would say, is my too early to, but also kind of not too early to and you kind of crown MVP. He's unbelievable. You said it best, Stefan Diggs, very good at football. And I mean, the Bills are dogs. They are going to beat teams very badly this season they're going to end up having a silly loss like they did last year a couple times but i would think that at this moment they should be the favorite to at least make the super bowl from the afc probably win it
0: yeah it's it's wild their uh their point differential it was in the like 50s mm-hmm. something like that between the two games their defense was like, is like number one in in EPA, which just uh, basically grades efficiency and their top five in the offense. Yeah. Josh Allen's just making everybody look silly. I was reading something in the athletic, like their power rankings. Yeah. And, uh, basically the, the note at the bottom was, uh, hardware stores in Glendale, Arizona need to start marking up, uh, folding tables. But because Bill mafia has come in the super bowl and uh you know everyone on, on this podcast picked the bills to win the super bowl uh I, knowing you as long as i've known you I, I you're not a fool i think uh they're pretty much the favorites and have backed it up over the first couple weeks of the season
1: it's it's scary how good they are and being the fan of a team in their division like having already gone through this my entire adult life with the patriots now knowing that I've got this even worse storm. Well, I don't really mind built the bills, but knowing that I have this monster in the division again with my jets, like trying to be the scrappy underdog is it's tough.
0: Yeah. It's hard, especially when you see the maturation of Josh Allen and yeah. uh, you know, uh, their front office, just buying into what he can do well and building a team around him. And uh, when we drafted a quarterback ahead of t- ahead of that, and we weren't able to make that work. And now I feel a little optimistic with with uh, what our GM's doing with uh, Wilson and, and surrounding everything around him. But there's, you know, it's it's a little too early to tell there. I'll digress about our Jets. We'll get to yeah. them, I guess. You know, big uh big weekend there. I mean, Stefan Diggs is a, a monster. Uh, just just made the Titans look like a broken team. Here is a team that was. You know, in the conference finals a couple of years ago, they I mean, they sacked the Bengals a million times last Mm -hmm. year and still lost that playoff game. This team, you know, will bounce back against the Raiders this upcoming week, but hopefully for them. But this team just looks broken, man.
1: And I mean, they're a team that can they go as far as Derrick Henry takes them. And if you're in a game like this where you start getting trounced by a touchdown, two touchdowns, maybe even three, you take Derrick Henry out of the equation. Like, yes, he can catch the ball out of the backfield, but the Titans are at their best when they have a a lead, can just run Derrick Henry down your throat because he is just a different kind of, like, human being. And... If they start losing games like this, they are, they're not going to be the same Titans of the last couple of years that have kind of been a sneaky dark horse Super Bowl potential team. They're going to be like a team that might eke out the division, but it it is still early. And, you know, like I said, the bills are just different. So they could, you, they very well could bounce back this weekend and, and, you know, kind of make the universe right
0: yeah you hit it on the head, too. It's such a like archaic style of of play for twenty twenty two and especially just the, the crazy passing numbers that are are being put up and you're kind of zagging when everyone else is zigging. And it just it's going to lead to some trouble. um it, yeah, especially with their line being banged up too. Um, it's so. not a recipe for success. Yeah, that's for sure. So um, yeah, I mean, we'll get to that too. Uh, you know, coming up with our picks for next week. Primetime, prime time Kirk's a thing, man. Um, I would just say that Kirk Cousins on Monday night football is two and ten. Two and ten over the course of his career. Right? you know. That's that's so bad because despite the fact that he's Kirk Cousins,
1: like he has games where you look at him and you're like he's good. Like they went, the, he took the Vikings in New Orleans in the playoffs and beat them, and you're like they beat Green Bay last weekend, and then Monday Night Football rolls around and Kirk Cousins plays like Kirk Cousins.
0: Yeah, I, uh, I, I said a couple weeks ago when we were doing our picks that Kirk Cousins is just average. Therefore, I don't understand the hype on the Vikings, but then they trounced Green Bay. Mm-hmm. And i am you know, i I can see it. I can see the Vikings still up. oh, well Aaron judge is up to bat and he nearly hit his sixty first home run. That's how have, this is live podcasting here.
1: oh my goodness
0: is, is that another? on a ground rule double, I guess no. all right. this oh. is live as it's, <laughs> as it's happening. uh it's eight thirty uh Wednesday night. so yes, live podcasting at its best. uh, yeah. so I famously uh. Was kind of like i don't see it with the vikings i still kind of think they you know they're gonna be contenders i could see them winning this division and i think they'll bounce back from this but it's just kind of like i i don't know man i just darius slay just just owned kirk cousins yesterday and, and the memes and the twitter monday night twitter that that followed was was pretty fun
1: I, I do kind of see them having a, the potential to win the division because I also think low-key, the Packers might be a little washed up. That might be a bit of a hot take because they have the two-time back-to-back MVP on their team. But I, I don't know. They, it, Green Bay seems weird to me right now. They seem like a weird team and it's they don't feel like the Green Bay of the last couple of years, but that could also just be it's the beginning of the season and you know, Aaron Rodgers is getting out of making headlines for you know, whatever he was doing all off season to now just getting back to the football field. And in three weeks, they might be it, he might just make me eat my words, but Minnesota could sneaky win that division,
0: yeah, no, t- uh, totally. And I you're in a situation now if you're Green Bay where the best the the most receptions on your team could easily come from your running back and Aaron Jones yeah like you know Allen Lazard got some garbage time uh numbers last week but he was uh last Sunday night but he disappeared uh you know they drafted a couple rookies that people are high on and Watson and and Romeo Dobbs but like they're just you could see the frustration at least the first week of the season with Rodgers and mm-hmm. and that uh receiving core uh, certainly you can't you're only going to go so far with Randall Cobb and uh, Sammy Watkins so it's th- that it still seems to me like
1: the front office of the Green Bay Packers hates Aaron Rodgers for the way that they have just never given him like that guy outside of Devonte Adams it, it was always Adams but he's never really had a full Plethora of weapons. He's always just been the quarterback who makes everyone look good by proxy. Again, outside of Adams, because you know he was every bit as good as he, as advertised. They just—it never seems that they ever get um Aaron Rodgers a full like. Here's all the toys. Play with them how you will. Like he's just got a lot of like guys who, if you didn't know any better, you'd think that they were like Madden
0: generated names. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> That's totally fair so uh yeah, you know just wild uh wild Monday night, but you know it is what it uh it is what it is there uh next next uh Monday night Slate's Cowboys at Giants here's like a two teams I don't know we're, we're both Jets fans, but it's just mm-hmm. kind of like especially now like I hate watching these primetime moments and then you have like just awful quarterback play it happens all the time because guys get hurt. Yeah, Um, but, you know, Cooper Rush and Daniel Jones should be a blast, right?
1: That's that that is what the NFL wanted when they will put the Giants and the Cowboys on week three in Monday Night Football that this is one of those things where the NFL should allow flexing out games like they do later in the season. Yeah, they Monday Night Football should be on that also because that's the premier game every week. And. ESPN should, I feel like they should have some kind of sway to convince them to like, this needs to be an option for us as well. At some point in the season, like even if it's only a handful of times, n- no one wants to see, see the Dak Prescott lists Cowboys on Monday night football.
0: Yeah, that's fair. Versus Danny dimes, especially when you're paying a fortune for Joe Buck and Troy Aikman. But yes, um, you know, with that, their old gig wild Sunday, uh, the nfl though our jets were down 30 to 17 with under two minutes left they won dolphins were down 35 to 13 the start of the fourth quarter they won two or through six touchdowns and the cardinals were down 20 to nothing at halftime and they won so just improbable wins yes i i uh i know you sent me something from next gen stats that the like the probability of the jets winning with under two minutes left in the fourth quarter being down by what they were down was like 0.3% or something crazy.
1: I think since this, the tweet said since next gen stats, they started tracking that win probability in, I think it was 2016. The jets win on Sunday versus the Browns was the most improbable win of the, this era where a team had been up by so much that they were basically almost a hundred percent, you know, victory getting ready for the victory formation essentially and ended up walking out a loser
0: yeah it's uh especially nick chubb just running the ball down our throats there but yeah you know that was it was fun to see hopefully you can carry that momentum into cincinnati i was really impressed with um with the dolphins and uh tyree kill and jalen waddle to, to a showing that he is is capable of supporting to Number one receivers, which was a, I think, a question, especially in the, the fantasy football community of, is Tua that guy? Can he, can he support this amount of uh, volume? Yeah, and, uh, they look good, and and the Ravens secondary, the rape, they just fell apart. Uh, it was, it was, you know, I mean, they're
1: bit, they're bit by the injury bug. I know, uh, who was it? Was it Kyle Fuller? Did he just he tore his ACL yeah, last yep, week? So last they're, week. they're 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 down in the secondary Baltimore it's just that in my head no matter what like no matter what changes in my head I always just assume Baltimore is always going to be that nasty defensive team that they were you know as you and I were going through from high school on
0: sure like Ray Lewis Ed Reed and
1: like even though like those guys have you know that they've had a thousand different players since then it's just always in my mind the Ravens are a defensive monster and when I realized that they were about to lose that game, I was like, w- "What?" Like the the Ravens were blowing them out, and then I see the score, and I see Tua has all these touchdowns. And I was like, it, it, it's the, the Dolphins. The Dolphins might be for real as yeah. a." Uh, and again, like there there is a very good chance they get humbled this weekend against Buffalo, but they have the kind of offense that like who do you cover because it you can only cover Tyreek Hill and and Jalen Waddle for so long. And if you're focusing on them, the middle of the field is open for, you know, a crossing route with a tight end or your slot receiver or running back. And I feel like they can spread teams out and, and just be a nightmare. Yeah. As long as Tua stays, you know, playing as he did on Sunday, which, you know, it's, you know, that, that's, that's still a question. Can he kind of recapture that magic in the bottle?
0: Yeah, it's, uh, we talked a lot in the off season. What Mike McDaniel wanted to do as first time head coach and mm-hmm. bring that San Francisco offense to Miami. And they clearly put together the fastest team in the league. Chase yeah. Edmonds is a burner. Um, he's kind of on the back burner now. Mostert got a lot of run last week. Um, but Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle just uh, runs great routes. Um, the two has got some, you know, is, is, is pretty accurate. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, the, the lefty thing's got to throw some guys off a little bit too. There are, I mean, I think he's the only lefty in the league too. So, yeah. Um, so that's gotta be, gotta be a little different too, but they're, I mean, they're, they're, they're building a team there, uh, despite the owner's best ev- uh, efforts over there. But, uh, yeah, I think they'll get humbled this week, but um, a lot of teams as we just mentioned are going to get humbled by these bills that's uh...
1: they also seem for a first year coach very they don't seem like a mess like other like you know we can talk about other teams a little bit later that have first year coaches that that you that you can tell have a first year coach they don't feel like that to me you know like i mean this was a game that they were down 35-13 and most teams probably roll over a bit they fought back and won and that that to me doesn't feel like a first year coach that feels like a guy who's had a bit of a tenure as a head coach and kind of knows how to keep his guys motivated
0: yeah it's interesting i mean his he's definitely a lot more laid back it seems and mm-hmm. just open he's a charismatic guy is funny yeah he's a younger dude I th- he's clearly got that locker room's attention because they played for him on you know on sunday and they yeah they didn't they didn't lay down they got that w so you know Kudos to them. I, you know, I think the, the dolphins may be here quicker than we both thought they would be. And, uh, or would like to be. Yeah. As, well, as, as, a, as a, fans, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, and, uh, you know, that big comeback from the Cardinals again, down 20 at halftime, they were down 23 to seven at the start of the fourth quarter, Kyler Murray proving the uh, metrics wrong. When it comes, I know we were talking off the air about <laughs> there was a new, call of duty beta that came out over the weekend i don't know i don't really play call of duty i know you're a so stud i think i texted you this one it was maybe friday it was either friday or
1: saturday i said fade the cardinals this weekend because the modern warfare 2 which is the next big call of duty release they're doing their first beta it was over the weekend and as that stat that came out during the offseason said kyler murray plays worse on weekends where there's like some sort of event going on on Call of Duty because he's a part of uh, the eSports team. Uh, he's part of the Face Clan as like one of their like athlete like eSports guys. And he's a big Call of Duty guy. And the metrics that said when something's going on with Call of Duty, he plays not significantly worse, but noticeably worse. And I believe the Cardinals usually lo- had been losing those games. So I just assumed the Raiders were a lock. And
0: Kyler Murray... Made me eat my words. Well, yeah, me too, and a lot of people around the league as well. I think click uh cliff kingsbury is just doomed. I think this team is just gonna fall apart like it does every year. Um the tough schedule up uh coming up too but I you know I like Kyler Murray. I like a lot of players on this team I just they just can't uh they can't seal the deal and they lay down in the playoffs and last year against just got the brains beaten in by the Rams on national television. And it just, I don't know, left a bad taste in my mouth for these Cardinals, but, you know, definitely a, a surprise win and just an improbable weekend there. Anything else uh, before we get to some of these O and two teams wanted to, you know, talk about some things around the league, anything stand out to you about, um, you know, Last not, week, two or I, going into week three?
1: I, I mean, I think the teams, at least in my mind, the teams that I figured were going to be at the at at least at the top of the AFC have so far played up to that. The Chiefs, the Bills, the NFC. I'm I'm a little more. It, the, the NFC seems very wide open
0: to me this season. Yeah, Where I with, think. Yeah, especially with the lack of, of top. I mean, you got two future Hall of Famers rogers and and brady but the the qb talent has definitely migrated to the afc it's it, it, the
1: bucks haven't looked great no packers have i mean they beat the bears like awesome uh the rams have not looked great they don't they seem to kind of be suffering from the same super bowl hangover maybe not as bad but you know kind of the same the Bengals, super yeah. hangover that the Bengals have i think the nfc this season it's. I think it's wide open. I think there are a lot of teams that could sneak in to be the representative in the Super Bowl. Whereas the AFC, it's it's very top heavy between the Bills, the Chiefs, and then yeah, you got the you got the Chargers, Chargers in there.
0: Um, you know, it there's a there's a lot of competition, a lot of top talent there too, which is great um, to see. You know, I, I'd be I i'd be remiss not to talk about brandon's boy jalen hurts he just is unbelievable just he coming out party for him on national television uh 333 yards three touch total touchdowns just in command of of the game and uh you know uh just i he's stud uh brandon i believed in him the whole time pretty much on this podcast and uh, Eagles definitely got their quarterback of the future. And a lot of that talk has been silenced, especially with his performance the first couple weeks of the season. But um just, I, I think the Eagles, if they pl- continue to play like this, and, you know, especially when you have just huge performances from, you know, A.J. Brown, you can, can you yeah. know, great offensive line, you can run the ball, and that defense is just punishing guys.
1: I mean, that's, there, the, so. that's the formula for a... Right? A team with a young quarterback to win you put the weapons around them you get the line and let them get a lead and let the defense just you know pin their ears back and fly around and the eagles are doing that and if as long you know as long as they don't lay an egg like jalen hurts is he he could lead them to you know a potential first round by
0: definitely the division i think the i think the division for the eagles is very much in play oh yeah totally totally um, especially, you know, you don't know what we were going to get from the Cowboys, even with a healthy de- deck. Yeah. And um, Carson Wentz has looked really good. He's, he's either going, is he going to Philly or yeah, no, Philly's coming to Washington. So who knows what that's going to look like with his former team, but um, you know, that, that division is definitely the Eagles for the taking there. Speaking yeah. of young quarterbacks to build around a uh, guy that a lot of, you know, lot of people believed in and certainly the san francisco uh, giants 49ers did (laughs) to trade three first round picks to uh trey lance done for the year after having now successful right ankle surgery uh at some point on monday luckily for them they have jimmy g there he played you know he played well he obviously knows his team very well yeah, and uh has been counted out for a long time despite his um you know performance and in the playoffs and getting his team to the, continuing to get them to the next level but here you got a guy you know, i think he gets 250 grand if he starts 25 percent of a game 350 grand if, if they win so he's certainly motivated he's playing for contract next year um and and trey lance is is done for the year here a setback another year a guy barely threw anything last year had a senior season off at North Dakota because of the pandemic. Just interesting to see what the future in the NFL holds for Trey Lance and these 49ers. What would you do if you're John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan in, in the Bay area? It's tough because,
1: you know, like there, there have been circumstances that Trey Lance has just been, it's been out of his hands. I mean, you know, like the pandemic happened and he missed a year and, they brought him in with that high, with the high pick, but he needed a year to sit last year. So like I, that sitting last year, I mean, it's tough. I I still think he could be the guy in, in on the 49ers and the 49ers are very lucky that they were able to kind of work out this relationship with Jimmy G to bring him back because they would be, they'd be screwed right now. If I I don't know who their backup would have been, if not for Jimmy G, but, uh, it's, it's very tough for me. Cause I mean, even with, with Garoppolo, I still think the 49ers have a ceiling that isn't too high. Like we saw it last year. It's the NFC championship. If every bounce goes their way, uh, I, I think they need to get another weapon or two make things a little easier for when Trey Lance comes back next season to kind of be able to take an, not even, I would say, take the next step. If, he played the whole year. Maybe you start taking that next step because just because he's away from not playing, I'm sure he's gonna be with the team. So he'll be able to, you know, at least do some of the the mental side of things, you know, game planning and being a part of that. It's it's very tough because he's young and injured and all these things are kind of going against him. I I don't know what they would do. Just it's a very tough.
0: I, I have this, I mean, you've, they've invested so much in to Trey Lance and they of course see him every day in practice, mm-hmm. but I just, and there's been some rumors, you know, you read certain beat writers and certain, uh, guys in the know that they're just, he might not be the dude for them. They may not view him that way. I'm, I mean, I'm not if sure. They- I think, I think you had to pass, give the ball to Trey Lance and make it his team. I yeah, think having Jimmy G come back was was a great move, and certainly a testament to um, them thinking that they're going to need him at some point.
1: It's it's true that's if there's already the talk coming out, and you know it was his the second week of his young career starting as that he might not be the guy, but also with the amount that they invested in him, like they they can't afford for him not to be the guy because right. that's the, that's the kind of blunder that causes that costs coaches, their job and, you know, a GM, their job. And you have a whole new infrastructure in the team because you you swung and you missed on a, on a quarterback high that, you know, maybe you should have passed on.
0: Yeah, that's uh, you're absolutely right. That's that's what costs uh, GMs and coaches, their jobs for sure. Um, time to panic though. Bunch of zero and two teams. Can they save their season? Looking at some stats from last year, seven teams started 0-2. None of them made the playoffs. Here we have, you know, we talked about Super Bowl hangover with the Rams a little bit, uh, especially, you know, definitely in week one. I know they struggled at times against the Falcons, but, you know, Joe Burrow, that offensive line that was supposed to be much improved. uh, Lyle Collins was basically like, I'm his new bodyguard. Yeah. It looked awful. They're going to kill this kid. Um Bengals 0 to the Colts just look broken on offense. I don't know how you give Jonathan Taylor the best running one of the best running backs in this league, 10 touches on a on a you know a game, even though you're you're behind there. They just look broken against the Jaguars. Raiders came close to beating the Chargers. And again, they have this, they laid down against the Cardinals last week. And and the Titans just look broken, too. Uh, any of these teams can save their season? You you, you think, uh, you
1: know, I, if you if think? I'm if I'm rating them from one to four, one being, I think, the most likely to bounce back and maybe make the playoffs. I would say Bengals won because. They have to figure out this offensive line because Joe Burrow is too good for them to David Carr him. Just yeah. constantly getting I, I, so, I think they can figure it out. They have the weapons. It's not a matter of weapons. It's just a, I. I mean, maybe they need to fire the, the offensive line coach, change something around, some kind of scheme to give Joe Burrow enough time to get the ball around. Because when he has time, you know, you saw last year, they're they're a Super Bowl contender. Uh two would be the Raiders. I think the Raiders they're just a few bad they're a couple bad bounces away from being 2 and 0. Yeah. And
0: well, well, I mean aside from that Arizona game. But so, yeah, <laughs> you know,
1: but if they play they that that the if they if they handled their business against Arizona, they're 2 and 0. And but then you know, like it's just it's one of those things where it's like I still think they're they're good enough to turn things around and you know, maybe have a potential run for a wild card spot. Titans, I'm very on the fence, leaning towards they may be. It may be time for the Titans to kind of shake things up. Not so much with the coaching staff, but definitely with
0: quarterback. Oh, you're pulling the plug on Tannehill already? I, I, I just, I don't think he's the guy for them. If he was the guy for them,
1: game. I mean, not necessarily Monday night isn't the isn't the example, but like games where they start getting behind, where. You have to, you can't rely solely on Derrick Henry to, you know, be your offense. Like he's just not, he just never seems like a guy who is going to go out there and sling it and beat, you know, if beat you himself. Yeah. He's going to beat himself. And then the Colts, they're, they're done. Stick a fork in them. That That's, team is
0: the, the Colts, you know, went from old aging quarterback and Phillip Rivers to, redemption project that didn't work and Carson Wentz and now you got another old age of quarterback and Matt Ryan it's all the same it's it's, I heard heard
1: it was I heard it was some or something earlier this week where somebody said that like Andrew Luck gave uh, Frank Reich and the general manager like the best gift ever by retiring right before the season started because they can always kind of have that fallback of like listen if we had if we had Andrew Luck we're a different team and they they've been constantly in this trying to like plug a quarterback in i th- i think at this point i would say reich is on the hot seat and potentially the the gm as well they need to they need to get back to a point where they can draft a quarterback instead of trying to plug in these like quarterbacks who had success at one point in their career to try like they they need to get away from that and get back to you know finding a homegrown talent and you know, making him the guy.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. You're, no, you're right. I mean, I, I think uh, Chris Ballard's the GM in, in Indy, And I think he's one of the best GMs in football. Clearly it's built a great team, even with average quarterback play time. I, I really like Michael Pittman. He didn't play this past week, but you know, he's, he's going to be a stud and um, Jonathan Taylor. I mean, he, he may very well be the best back and, you know, yeah. For- for right sure. now playing in the NFL. You got Quentin Nelson, who just signed like the biggest deal from, for a guard ever, and he deserves every penny of it. Shaq Leonard on the defensive side, DeForest Buckner. There's definitely pieces on this team, and I can understand them just saying, I'm going to take an accomplished veteran quarterback, plug him in. I thought the the Carson Wentz thing is was going to work, especially with so Reich being there. Um, you know, Brandon speaks highly of Reich. I uh, I like them, you know. I like them a lot, but it's just it's it's not working here. It's, and you know, you played a dud against the Jaguars, cost yourself a playoff seat last year, and it's just carried over into this year with a with the new quarterback um, with the Titans. I yeah, I I think there's gonna be a point where you just blow this thing up. You got rid of one of the uh, great receiver in AJ Brown. You get Traylon Burks, who I like. Robert Woods is does not look like Robert Woods anymore. And that may just be a Sean McVay thing mm-hmm. uh, or a lack of Sean McVay thing. Uh, but I, it, where I would be hesitant to say that either of those AFC South teams are done is because it's the AFC South. And That's... I, I like the Jaguars a lot. I like what they, even though they spent way too much money on pieces, I wouldn't have spent that much money on. I like this team. I I like Doug Peterson. I, I, Trevor Lawrence is that dude I think I hope yes. and uh I think it's a lot easier to win the south so are these teams out of it I I wouldn't think so um but
1: that that's a good that, that's that's a good point and that's like the the one that I kind of forgot to take into into consideration is at the end of the day it's a weak division and you could see conceivably like a a 9 or 10 win team as the division winner and getting that home playoff game and then you know you got a seat at the table that's all you need and then yeah. anything can happen.
0: Yeah. And we've seen it just improbable runs uh, year after year there. Um, yeah. I, I I, agree with you, though. I'd probably put them in the same order. Bengals won. There's just too much talent, especially on that offense, to mm-hmm. to, you know, fail. But you got to, you know, they would know, I mean, they would know better than anyone. I think Joe Burrow was sacked the most all time last year or something like that or. It's just, it's a ridiculous number. So they got to protect the quarterback. So uh, that was kind of our look at week two. You want to real quick do some winners and losers? Yes. Week two, winners and losers. Jerry, go first, man.
1: Uh, Tua, 469 yards, six touchdowns, and definitely had a game too. That was his like, hey, like uh, I can be the guy. And like he backed it up. The the Dolphins were down. It would have been okay for them to lose that game. And instead, he threw his way out of that hole and ended up beating the Ravens on Sunday. And I think I mean, I mean, you know, he had the wide receivers to throw to, but you know, he's got to get him the ball still. And so I think Tua was a big winner on Sunday. Great point. Love it.
0: We already talked about my first winner too, Jalen Hurts again, three total touchdowns, three hundred and thirty-three yards. Just command of this offense. Uh looked really good. I mean, he's got the poise, the character to be a um number one quarterback in this league. And I'm I'm glad he had a, a good night for sure. Uh your next one is one I completely forgot about, but as a Jets fan, would certainly uh have have that on the list. Garrett Wilson. Go ahead, man. Yeah, eight catches, 102 yards,
1: two touchdowns, including the game winner. And as jets fans you and i know this better than anyone like we don't get to enjoy good wide receiver play it's just since the last time we really had it was brandon marshall and eric decker quincy and unwa like that wide receiver core which was i believe 2015 and about right watching like just that first touchdown that garrett wilson caught he cooked that the cornerback that was covering him so bad, like just his, the way he kind of eked him to the inside and then broke on the outside. He was as, as open as I, as you can be on a fade route. And he very much seems like that dude.
0: Yeah. The, no doubt. The solid route runner, man. Just, he was probably the best route runner in the league or in, uh, in college or in the draft at least. Um, I really liked him coming out of Ohio state. I, um, you know, you know, I was ecstatic to, yes. to get him, uh, you know, Brees hall too had a couple touchdowns. Um, it just fun to get skill position players in the draft that work out, um, so far at
1: least. So it's, and, it's been fun. And like, this was all happening with Joe Flacco as his quarterback. Now, like in, you know, four or five weeks, Zach Wilson should be back. get his legs under him and all of a sudden like the jets offense could start operating the way that you and i envisioned it in the offseason like young quarterback running around you got this stud wide receiver stud running backs and but garrett wilson that dude he was that dude on sunday
0: well said uh continuity i think is important especially you know we talked about the Bengals and trying to figure out that offense that new offensive line there Uh, continuity is important i think whenever zach wilson's gonna get back under center yeah um, it might not be pretty as it was at times last year but um he ended the year strong my uh next winner i mean we don't have to spend much time on it uh second week in a row i think jimmy g um just you know in a position to make some money uh knows what he's doing there familiarity kind of look that as the savior now of this of this 49ers team that has a lot of expectations and potential so i'd definitely go uh jimmy g there i'm gonna start with losers okay um her cousins just he's just the loser dud glad the jets didn't sign him all those years ago the the,
1: uh, hindsight being 2020 best decision the jets i mean thankful that the
0: decision was taken away from the jets yes fair enough uh two and ten all time on Monday Night Football. Just again, I, I think this he's gonna play better. The team is gonna be better, um, and you know Kevin O'Connell's gonna open up the playbook and and get the most out of Kirk Cousins. And um, finally, I mean Mike Zimmer was very conservative with this offense. Yeah, and you're already seeing you know especially I mean uh, Justin Jefferson got shut down and Dalvin Cook got shut down this last uh, week, but you know, I still I still have hope in the Vikings, but just don't like Kirk Cousins, So he's my first loser. Who you got, Jeremiah? Uh, overall, the Bengals
1: for a team that we talked about this. We touched on it. They built up that offensive line to protect Joe Burrow. Like that was their mission statement this offseason. We need to keep our franchise guy standing up, let him do his thing. And he's still getting beat up every game. I, they they got to figure this out because if they can't keep him up, they're not going anywhere. So as for now, I, I have a feeling they're going to turn it around. They play the jets this week. The jets defense isn't like they're not world beaters, but they have some guys, but I think they can maybe slow them down so that their burrow isn't, you know, on his back the entire time. But you know, at this point you have to call them a loser because they had, there was a lot of aspirations for them to be, up there with the bills and the chiefs after last year's run
0: yeah and they deserved it with how they played in in the super bowl uh in the playoffs and took down some big teams on the way to the super bowl um and we're you know a couple plays from from winning the super bowl to be frank. yeah um yeah i i'm gonna say uh my last loser here is the broncos we talked a lot last week about the blunders of a rookie head coach Nathaniel Hackett and uh, just his his time management. And, you know, he, he owned up to the decision that you probably shouldn't kick a 63-yard field goal in Seattle. Yeah. Uh, when you have a future Hall of Famer under center uh, that you paid $200 million to. So uh, it continued this past week. I know Jerry Judy got hurt, but uh, just have have not – Russ doesn't look good. Hackett's uh, time management doesn't look good. Um, he looks like a, a rookie head coach, whereas, you know, you we were mentioning Mike McDaniel earlier where he yeah. doesn't necessarily look like that. But um, that was that he was ha- Hackett was
1: my like if, my, if McDaniels is the yin, then Hackett is the yang where he it seems like a team that is coached by somebody who may have gotten their first head coach and giggling
0: like, a little too early. Again, big expectations for this team. Um, Fifteen plays from the 10, ten yard line are closer. I got this from CBS Sports. Uh, Eleven passes, four rushes, and two fumbles on those rushes. So that's that's just. Is that what letting you know? Is this letting Rush cook and just being able to throw it? At, you know, within the in the red zone there. I don't yeah. know, but th- this team looks. Broken, despite being one and one, um, they could easily be zero and two.
1: Yeah. Last um, one,
0: Jeremiah, who you got?
1: Th- this this might be a bit of a hot take, but I'm going to say it anyway. Justin Fields. Uh, Sunday night football. He only went seven for 11 for 70 yards. He did rush for a touchdown, but he threw an interception And then he had that like weird post-game conference where he said, uh, said the fans don't care nearly as much as the guys in the locker room do. And I'm as somebody who, you know, like there's been plenty of jets who've said dumb things like that. So I'm assuming he just, he just got his words mixed up and probably didn't mean to say that, but he doesn't, I don't, I don't think Justin Fields is going to be the guy in Chicago. I felt that way throughout most of his college career. I thought he was a very good college quarterback, but like leading into that draft, I just never thought he was the guy for, and especially there was talk that the jets might take him. And it, it, seven of 11 in your second season on Sunday night football, like how do you, in a game you were losing by double digits. Like how do you not throw the ball more?
0: I think it, I mean, I like Justin Fields. I could totally see, what you're talking about especially having a huge uh season at ohio state but there were a lot of questions uh but i, I like the kid a lot i think it's more a testament to the bill uh, bears organization i
1: and i i will say that maybe you could put an asterisk on this that the bears are a very talent list yeah they, they've got some totally. they've got players but they don't have like a lot of stars so i get that but even still, like, you got to throw the ball a little bit. It just, it feels like a very weird, that that feels like that Jets game where Geno Smith hand, handed, like, threw the ball, like, three times on, uh it was, like, a Monday night football game against the Dolphins in the first half. That's, like, do you remember that? Like, Geno Smith, it was Jets-Dolphins, and all he did was hand the ball off. I think he threw the ball, like, ten times total. It feels, that, that feels like that same way to me.
0: Yeah, it just, there's just not a lot of talent there worst offensive line in football, probably we saw it Sunday night too. Yeah. Um I said this in when we were previewing the NFL um a couple weeks ago. Like just no talent around him. Darnell Mooney's your number one. Guys looked awful. Cole Komet David Montgomery. Yeah, he breaks tackles, but he's really slow. I think Khalil Herbert's gonna be the running back for that team before long. Um mm-hmm. and yeah, there's just just a lot of holes on this team. Uh, rookie head coach Matt Eberflus from uh, the Colts and uh just not not really putting your your franchise quarterback in a position to succeed. So it'll be interesting to see where I, the Bears go, but they're they're going nowhere fast.
1: I know? do think though like going into this upcoming offseason, I feel like I saw that they have the most money coming off the books to spend in free agency this upcoming offseason. I think they have like Oh, they have, I think they have some dead contracts that are going to come off, and they'll have a good bit of money to spend. Well, so maybe, maybe they put the pieces around Justin Fields, and you know, I'm rookie, wrong.
0: Rookie GM too. Hopefully he can. Hey Google, buy buy me a uh, offensive line. <laughs> Got to protect this kid. All right, enough about last week. Let's talk about this week, and uh, do our picks. We uh, forgot to do picks in week one, so this is starting the. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh starting the week fresh here or the season fresh last week though or but i i hate to to kick a man on his birthday kick him while he's down but eight and eight for brandon i only say that because i went 12 and four yeah that's so a little little humble brag for me here but i you know i gotta come into me i guess eight (laughs) six and two from our listeners on instagram you can vote every uh weekend on our Instagram page at chasing points podcast, uh, with your picks and then be part of the, uh, the equation here. So we have Brandon's picks already, you know, you could sit on a beach in Bermuda and just send that away. So, uh, Jerry, we're going to let you make some picks too. And, and see how you did. Amazing. Yes. All right. Thursday night football. a couple teams well one we didn't talk about well Steelers at the Browns who you got because of the way that
1: they lost that game on Sunday to the Jets I'm taking the Steelers I just a, a short week having that kind of heartbreaking loss and I mean the Steelers are coming off of a loss too but it wasn't that it those two losses are not, not the same. So I feel like the Browns are they'll bounce back. Just, I don't think it's this week. And I think the Steelers will win on Thursday night.
0: Maybe Nick Chubb should have just ran out of bounds or just t-
1: t- lay down on the one he yeah. lays down on the one. It's or that's what I meant. Lay down yeah. the one.
0: Just, you know,
1: the, the Browns easily win. Cause the jets had no timeouts.
0: Yeah, totally. Uh, I I'm picking the Browns. Uh, Brandon's picking the Browns as well I think just a bounce back Your home on a short week um I think this team is coached well I don't believe in Jacoby Brissett, but he's you know he's doing a he's doing a job there defense is is pretty good uh no yeah. clowny for for this game but you know uh Mari Cooper looked great against against the Jets too so I'm picking the Browns again Hayes has the Browns Bills at Dolphins you know we talked about this game a little bit already. All three of us have the bills. Yeah. So, um, you know, I, I think, uh, you know, it's going to be tough sledding for any team going against Buffalo this year, but it's not saying that they're not this immortal team that can certainly be beat. And I think that's, you know, the beauty of, of the NFL, you know, any given Sunday kind of thing. Exactly. I, I just, I don't think it's this Sunday. I think
1: I, I, I just think the bills are clicking right now. and. It might not be an ugly blowout, but I I don't think it's going to be.
0: I'd say like at least 10 points. Ooh. Yeah. All right. Bengals at our jets. Uh, Brandon's got the Bengals. We both have the jets. I don't know why I picked the jets. I could go honestly flip a coin. If you told me the jets won, I wouldn't be surprised. If you told me the Bengals won, I certainly wouldn't be surprised. Justify your pick to me, Jeremiah. Why are our jets beating the Bengals on Sunday? I, it's I'm until
1: that O-line starts protecting Joe Burrow. You have to assume that teams that can get after a quarterback and the jets got Carl Lawson, they have Quinn and Williams. The matchup I'm most looking forward to on Sunday is, um, I'm I'm blanking on, uh, Jamar chase and uh, I would imagine Stoss Gardner. That's gonna be like one of those kind of mono mono. You want the, this is why we drafted you kind of games and also in a coin flip game like this, when it comes to my
0: team, uh, I'll always I, I'm a homer. I'll always just pick the Jets. Hey, it's fair. Just own up, own up. Yeah, it, as I do. Uh, Aaron Judge is walking up to the plate. It's the bottom of the seventh inning. Uh, one out. Yankees up six to two. Uh, no, this does you no good because you're gonna be listening <laughs> to this on Thursday morning his family, his wife is there. I he believe the, stadiums, Maris fam- yeah, the, the Maris family. Yeah. The Maris family is there. Uh, his sons are there. And um, that's uh, so if I just gasp or just start screaming, he just hit a 61st home run. <laughs> uh, I don't know who's pitching right now. He just grounded out to the first baseman. The first baseman drops it, but still makes a tag. So you don't have to see me have a, a seizure on the air. Yeah, uh, no, with the enjoyment there. But uh, nevertheless, yeah, I I think obviously getting getting to the quarterback is important here. Um, and uh, Joe may be uh, a little shook right now, but but we'll see, you know, big win last week for the Jets. You know, hopefully there's not a hangover there. Yeah. Um, two teams that that need one of these teams is going to win, uh, Jeremiah. One of these teams is going to win this week and snap the O and two uh, the Raiders and the Titans. Brandon, I have the Raiders. You pick the Titans. I, I just think this Raider team is too talented. One of these teams from the AFC West is not going to be in the playoffs. Uh, yeah, coming into the season, that that's really hard to imagine. Um, I like this Raider team a little bit. Uh, I'm going to pick them. I think I, I just think the Titans are broken. As I mentioned, tell me why the Titans are going to win.
1: I th- I think this is going to be a Derrick Henry game. I think this is going to be one of those games that you're going to look at the stat line and you're going to be like, it's going to, I think it'll be an ugly game because it is, a, it isn't, it's in Tennessee, which the Raiders are one of those teams that I, they just never travel well across, Nope. across country. And I think it's going to be one of those ugly defensive driven games, you know, like a 17 to 13. And I think like Derrick Henry is going to have one of those games where, if you have him in fantasy, you're going to get, like, 25 to, like, 29 points. Like, two touchdowns, buck 75, like, 30 carries kind of game. And it'll be one of those – he'll have a game where he keeps the Titans on the field throughout, like, you know, dry, keep extending drives and, you know, keeping the ball out of the Raiders in their weapons hands.
0: It's um, – I would not be surprised if, if Derrick Henry has a, a big game against this Raider – uh defense fan you just mentioned fantasy I, I if derrick henry has a big game on sunday trade him <laughs> i just no i just i mean i drafted him in a league too um but you know i just have you know this is sell high on the dude if you can get first round value for derrick henry I, I would totally do it if he has a big game against the raiders uh panthers are are hosting the saints Brandon's got the Saints. I'm picking the Panthers. You're picking the Saints. I I think Matt rule will probably be the first coach fired this year. It has not worked. Again, kind of just plugging in Baker Mayfield and, you know, just trying to salvage your season is not the greatest play. Sam Darnold hasn't worked out. Um, but I, I just think this Panthers team is going to win. I don't know why. I just have this feeling. Um, I mean, got to get the ball to cmc um panthers aren't nearly running enough plays either i was looking at something that was basically like they're so far behind the amount of total plays run yeah. over the last two weeks like you can't win football that way uh you I, get the ball to dj Moore, man he's he's good i i, I you kind of hit on every
1: reason why i'm picking against the panthers like matt Fair. rule is not uh, he's not a, i don't think he's an nfl coach i think he'll be Back in college next season, it's just it's just one of those experiments that didn't work out. And I think you are very very accurate in that he will be the first to
0: be fired uh, this season. It's uh, he's a finesse God though Matt Rule. He got this crazy deal from a new owner in Carolina, and they bought out his Baylor contract. Yeah, yeah, you know, and he never really did anything at Temple, and he didn't do anything at Baylor. And, uh, you know, he's, he's coaching an NFL team. Uh, just, it hasn't worked out. Um, he was,
1: he never made sense to me as an NFL coach. Like if he had had one, maybe stuck around at Baylor for another year or two, and maybe they won the big 12 played in the big bowl game, but it just never seemed to me that he was quite ready for that jump.
0: Totally fair. Um, you yeah. know, Maybe he'll be back in college. Maybe he'll be a coordinator somewhere, but I don't think it's going to work out in Carolina. Ravens at the Patriots. All three of us have the Ravens. Uh, I, I don't know. I think just bounce back game from from last week. This Ravens team's just way more talented. Not sure what's going on with Damian Harris or the Patriots, like how bad it looks. His knee injury looked pretty bad. I don't know. I think just Lamar is going to, uh, play well even going into Foxboro I got the Ravens winning this game
1: I, I do I th- this Patriots team it seems like it's kind of about ba- this is going to be I don't want to say rebuilding but maybe like a no man's land kind of year where they're not bad they're not great they're kind of in the middle of the pack which is never where you want to be if you're trying to make your team better yeah and oh, I think totally.
0: the Ravens will win handily I just, yeah, I just think this Ravens team's a lot more talented. Um, and I don't fully believe in Mac Jones yet. And I think the offense is just kind of broken in New England. I mean, Matt Patricia is running your your offense. It still I, doesn't make any sense
1: to me. It, it's it's very confusing what they're doing. It seems like one of those things where, like, Bill Belichick is like, this is going to be, like, the my greatest, like, coaching season. I'm smarter season. than you. Yeah. I'm so much smarter than you. Look what I'm doing, like it doesn't make sense. Matt Patricia was a D guy and you have him running your offense.
0: Yeah. I mean, you, I guess in a way it could work, right? Like you're especially he's a, he's a smart dude. Like wasn't, isn't he like a, I don't know, some kind of like, he's got some fancy degree. Like he's a really smart dude. Um, And if you're playing, you know, calling plays on a defense, you could know how to counteract what you're seeing lined up there but you know I, I just it's just not working and you have a second year quarterback and you know you were running a different system last year now you you got a guy you know what playbook are they even using are they that... using josh mcdaniel's playbook you know like uh, it's just i've seen this before just you know it's just trouble and uh i hope it uh you know for Patriots sakes worked out, but it, it's fine with me if it doesn't. Yeah, for sure. To be honest. Lions at the Vikings. Uh, you and Brandon, a lot of same picks here. Both have the Lions. I love this Lions team. Disclaimer here. I just think the Vikings are going to bounce back from last week. They're home in Minnesota. Um, I, I think the Vikings just have more talent and are going to win, even though I love this Lions team. That the, the, This Lions team, they got that dog in them.
1: They, there they go. just they they seem like they are playing so hard for their coach. And I think they are in the category of like very frisky teams, like not necessary playoff teams, but they're going to give they're going to be a hard beat for certain teams. And I think this week will be one of those. Like, I think they're just going to
0: outright beat the Vikings. Totally. Total, I could totally see it. I don't know if I, uh, I've done a 180 on someone more than I have Dan Campbell. Yeah, um, You know, his that press conference when he was introduced as Lions head coach on this podcast was like, what? You bite your kneecaps? What the hell are you talking about, dude? And, uh, you know, here we are a year or so later, and uh, especially even the end of last year, was rooting for this Lions team to just pick off some wins here at the end of the season. And, you know, I, DeAndre Swift's one of my favorite Uh running backs in this league. Amon St. Brown, I think Jameson Williams is gonna be a a force when he when he's finally healthy there. I like this offense a lot. Um, but I I just think the Vikings are gonna win a big bounce back game for uh Justin Jefferson and Kirk Cousins, I think. All three of us have the Eagles. They head to Washington uh to take on the commanders. Um I mean, we just talked about the dominance of the Eagles on Monday night. Yeah. Um, you know I like what I've seen from Carson Wentz but you know I just like what I've seen from Jalen Hurts more at the Um, end of the day he's still Carson Wentz and that that that
1: that cloud always hangs over him that it's similar to Kirk Cousins you you know that Carson Wentz game is coming where he he doesn't look like somebody who should be starting quarterback and that's fair man not necessarily saying it's this week but I don't I think the Eagles I think this is an easy Eagles win
0: yeah, you know, also a game where you kind of go in thinking it's an easy win and you just you fall apart too. That could happen. Very fair. I mean, you gotta get Terry McLaurin going. Um uh Jahan Dotson looks great as a as a wide receiver too. Um, but yeah, I'm I've said it a couple times throughout the years, like I just think that twenty seventeen MVP season for Carson Wentz is more of the outlier than yes than anything else because it's like he's never been able to come close to that and you and we just mentioned it before thinking that going back to frank reich there who you had all the success with that maybe it was a way to to put it all together and you know even the owner hasn't said much many positive things about um carson wentz on his way out the door in indianapolis so uh, and I that Eagles team that was the Super Bowl champion Eagles team like that team was built
1: so good it was built to you know accentuate his strengths and kind of cover up his flaws so like I think you're very spot on and that it was that was that that's that's the outlier as opposed to like this is what Carson Wentz is
0: fair yeah uh, we'll see if he can continue the bounce back um, he's again playing pretty well. Texans at the Bears. Uh, we both have the Texans. Uh, Brandon has the Bears. Um, I just think this Texans team better, especially what after what I saw on Sunday night from a uh, from Chicago. I don't know if it has much. You know, we need to say much more about it. Yeah, no, I, th- I think this is the Texans. Jaguars at the Chargers. I think this is gonna be a like low key fun game. Like I, you know, I think the Buffalo Miami game is probably the the game on the slate that I'm most excited to see. Yeah. But I, I think low key like Jaguars at Chargers is going to put some points on the board.
1: Uh, this this could be like a uh, may, maybe a coming out game for Trevor Lawrence. Like he he played really good on Sunday. Maybe he has like a three TD like three fifty game.
0: Yeah. This this Charger defense is for real though. That's um, it's. it's and- it's very
1: possible that, you know, like they could just eat him up too.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It'll be as, it'll be a a huge test for, for this team. Uh, But I I like this Jaguars team. I think they're capable of putting up some points. Um, Hopefully Justin Herbert's healthy for both my dynasty fantasy team and just, you know, in general, because yeah,
1: if he's out, then that kind of, I don't know if it makes me say I'm, I'm necessary. I would necessarily change my pick. Oh, I it, think it, yeah. It, it it. I would lean maybe teeter a little more towards like the jaguars might I pull don't even off. I know
0: who the backup in. Backup uh, I believe in, it's uh, Chase Daniel. Uh,
1: another uh, another, finesca. Finesca, another yeah, finesse god.
0: Another finesse god. Yeah, um, yeah. You're allowed to change your pick. I probably won't yeah. change it for you, but yeah, no, it's
1: that fine. I, I, I'll I'll ride Let's... with regard. I think also we missed. You missed one game as you were going down it's, a, uh, it's a, uh the, the oh, chiefs up how the could i
0: miss the chiefs at the Colts? <laughs> I, I mean the, this is pretty easy too
1: yeah yeah this is this this is a no-brainer uh,
0: we all pick the chiefs especially if if the indie team that showed up last week and the week before is going to show up against uh pat mahomes and uh i it's it's not going to end well again no, no, they could play better maybe get the ball to jonathan taylor more hopefully michael Pittman and uh uh, what's his name? Alec Pierce, Um, rookie wide receivers are healthy. Uh, get the ball in the Naheem Hines, maybe a little more too. Uh, yeah, that m- might maybe,
1: help. but I, I don't, I don't think it's going to help that much.
0: Someone call the uh, Colts front office up. I got to, got to talk to them. <laughs> so we all have the chiefs there. No surprise there. Rams at the Cardinals. We all have the Rams just, you know, uh, I just think they're, they're just, uh, here's a trend this week. I just think the Rams are a better team bounce back for the Rams because they
1: kind of I would say last week was almost a bounce back but then the Falcons got back into that game
0: yeah they won I I mean the Rams won but they almost didn't (laughs) yeah so
1: I think I think this will be like more of a bounce back because as you said the Rams are just their roster top to bottom is better than the Cardinals
0: yeah I I totally agree uh this will be a fun one too if if we can get these teams playing up to their Potential Packers at the Bucks. You and Brandon again have the pack. I'm I'm gonna go with the Buccaneers. Um, I think Tom Brady has a has a better game, but I am worried about in the long term this offensive line. And you know, Mike Evans is suspended. Mm -hmm. I might have to. I you know, I made these picks before that happened, but hopefully Chris Godman gets on the court. No Julio last week. Uh, Leonard Fournette has had his moments, but that line just looks like it's in trouble tom brady he looks miserable yeah yeah man and there there was some quote like on his podcast where he was basically saying like i haven't had a thanksgiving in 20 years i haven't had a christmas in 20 years i don't go to funerals during the season i'll go to weddings i miss birthdays and i'm i'm just sitting there i'm reading the quote i didn't hear the contact like i didn't hear it live i'm just reading it but i'm just like dude no one told you to come back. Like
1: no, for, no, for real. Like you. you this very is a you could,
0: problem, dude.
1: You retired. I think him coming back was that he didn't get to control his a uh, retirement announcement. That it kind of got leaked out there, and so he had to. He got pit like mad, and had to now like do this this dance all over again. That we all know. We all know how this is gonna end. He's gonna retire next after the but, season. Yeah.
0: Now the writing is definitely on the wall, especially if he's gonna play like he's been playing it's it's even and, worse now and it also too what
1: doesn't help with him is the case of like there's all the like off the field talk about like like the TMZ side of Tom Brady
0: yeah. you know like they're,
1: they're which all he's this, been
0: able to like elude for almost his whole career and then now it's just it's just
1: there and it's just not going away i mean winning helps if they just keep if they start winning then you know winning sol- solves all these problems but i i don't see it this week i think this is a uh, I, I lean Packers.
0: It also doesn't help when your supermodel wife just continues to talk about how she doesn't want her husband on the football field anymore. So that, that, that that's can't, that can't do well. That, no, for sure. All right. So we all have uh well, I have the Bucks, uh, Brandon Jeremiah. You have the Packers going on the Falcons at Seattle. I'm gonna go with uh, our boy Geno Smith in Seattle here. Um, I just both of these teams are not very good. They're I, both vying for the first pick next year, but I just think the Seahawks team is a little better.
1: I I agree, and also like I, I'll say this: like that Geno Smith quote from the Monday Night game when they beat the Broncos. That like everyone wrote me off, but I didn't write back. Like that. That's that's that's, a, that's an awesome that's, line. That's
0: cold. Yeah, Brandon that's, said that very same thing last that. Uh, that's last a
1: week. Th- that's a line, and that's a good one, and it's. Uh, in the case of two bad teams, Eileen home team and Seattle has the home field advantage. So Eileen Seahawks, but this game is
0: just ugh, yucky. Brandon has the Falcons. We both have the Seahawks Sunday night football 49ers at Denver. More Russell Wilson in prime time. You and Brandon have the 49ers. I'm going Denver. Um, yeah. This, this game's a, a toss up too. I, I hope just for football's sake that the Broncos can figure this out. Javante Mm -hmm. Williams, I think is a great, great running back, despite, you know, the start to the season a little bit. Um, I'm going Broncos here.
1: I'm I'm leaning Niners. I just, uh, it's just, I think the 49ers, their defense is better. Jimmy G is going to, he'll have a Jimmy G game. A, a a decent professional quarterback game. and Get the ball to Debo Samuel. Love and Debo. Yes.
0: All right. on Monday Night Football: Cowboys at the Giants. All three of us have the Giants. I didn't know what to do here. I mean, Cooper Rush did look pretty good. They did beat the Bengals last week. Uh, yeah. Surprisingly, I would not again would not be surprised if the Cowboys took care of business and beat the Giants on Monday night. But again, just. You know, if you get the Saquon Barkley that we saw in week one and you get the the team that we saw in week one from the Giants, you know, that's what I'm that's what I'd be banking on with this one.
1: It does seem like the Giants are another case of they are very much playing for their coach and Brian dabble. He seems ready like this moment doesn't seem too big for him like he seems like a guy who has been waiting for this opportunity and like they're another team. I think they're frisky.
0: Yeah, I, I do like, I did like the hiring of Brian Dable. I like what I see, um, you know, it helps when you have a your your new GM there, you know, you know, the guy mm-hmm. from your days in Buffalo, you've worked together, you can, you kind of know what each other is thinking and, and how to build a football team here. So um, yeah, we'll just, yeah, I guess we'll see, but Monday Night Football, Cowboys at Giants. So that's our picks here. Uh, we'll post them on Instagram too. And again, make sure you're following our Instagram account at Chasing Points Podcast. You can vote too. And, uh, you know, again, you guys went eight, six, and two last week. I was 12 and four. Brandon, eight and eight. Jeremiah, you're going to be on the board now after Heck this yeah. week. Heck yeah. I would say the podcast is is almost done because it's time to play our soon to be award winning game. <laughs> Jeremiah, would you like to stay and play Do You Care?
1: Of course I, you would.
0: I, I'm not going nowhere. There you go. Hey, uh, we probably should have led the show off with this instead of talking <laughs> about week two of football season, but do you care? Aaron Judge hit his 60th home run on one uh, Tuesday night. Again, I'm gasping on the air here as he tries to hit 61. Did you see that the fan that that um, got his 60th home run ball just wanted to meet him and, and got? you know got some signed baseballs for his his crew that was there and and that was pretty much it i
1: i do see that because i understand the significance of 60 it's that's you're tying babe ruth but at the same time to me at least 61 61 and then 62 are the are i would think the balls that if somebody got would fetch a a, be, a better price slash uh, like I don't know, like a swag bag from the Yankees to get. I, I it's, it's tough. I, but I, I do care that Aaron Judge hit six
0: hit, hit sixty last night. Yeah, CNC. I shouldn't have, should have buried the lead here. Do he is. He, he,
1: is. As my my best friend Aaron hit his sixtieth home run, last, you know, on Tuesday night, I was
0: ecstatic. There you go. Uh, where do you think he ends up the rest of the year? Here, uh, I think uh, including today, I think there's eleven games left. Um. He's I, at six here right now. What are you thinking?
1: I think I, I wish in my heart of hearts, I could say confidently like he's breaking the record, but it's it, that's not in the cards this year. I think if I had to, I want to say 60, I think he's going to tie Sosa at 66. That's six, six more home runs this season. That's doable. I think you yeah, 65, I think is it would be like my my floor.
0: 66, I think, is where I feel most comfortable. Um, let's see. I got this from uh John Boy Media at Talking Yanks. We know on Twitter and, and Instagram. So I, I took this info on Monday morning. There was no Yankee game on Monday. He obviously hit 60 yesterday on Tuesday. So far has not hit 61. As we're watching on Wednesday, but as of Monday, it said there's 16 games left. Aaron Judge's best 16-game stretch this season was 13 home runs from July 14th oh. to August 1st. <laughs> Judge would finish with 72 home runs if he repeats that one shy of Barry Bonds, obviously. Record uh he's Judge has been asked about this. Like, where do you, you know, do you consider Bonds' record to be? the record and he said, yes, what, you know, what is, what is he going to say? Um, I really don't know how much all of this means to him. I, I, he's so like Derek Jeter esque where he doesn't, um, you know, he doesn't really even show you what he's thinking. Um, but I, I have, you know, we've talked about this a lot over the season. Bren and I talk about it a lot too. I just have this feeling like he's, he's not coming back to the Yankees and it's, it kind of sucks
1: it's it is that like it's that feeling i have in my gut because if this was the yankees of old where they don't like aaron judge this never would this this like ooh, is he gonna resign like is he gonna get his money's worth this would have never happened george steinbrenner would have given him a blank check and been like
0: 500 million
1: you know like or, I, or some
0: or some ridiculous number i don't know though i really don't because they played they even played hardball with I mean, Derek Jeter at the end, but Derek Jeter's first, co- uh, contract that like the the first real big contract, they were playing this whole game with them. Then Bernie Williams famously almost went to the Red Sox, you know, I think 99, 98, somewhere around there. Like, you know, they, they have tendency to let this happen. I mean, George is not around anymore. How Steinbrenner is not his dad. Yeah. Even though cash is still there. And I, you know, I'm I'm in the Brian Cashman fan club. I I like the moves he's made. I I don't understand the still don't understand the Jordan Montgomery, Harrison Bader trade. I mean, I like I like both players. I you know I didn't yes. necessarily agree with that. Uh, didn't necessarily agree with Montas, but the the moves he's made over the years, especially these little moves, have just really, really uh, benefited this team. But I just have this feeling that they're not going to, some team is going to look at Aaron Judge for what he is, you know, a potential Triple Crown winner that has a number one jersey in, in baseball and is going to fill seats. And, you know, some team's just going to throw a lot more money and make the Yankees, you know, counter. I, and I don't know if the Yankees are going to.
1: My, my biggest fear would be, I think the the one team that I, I keep hearing is the giants. And because he's a Cali guy, if I start seeing the giants in the mix, that's when I'm really going to kind of start feeling it. I, I'm trying to, I'm trying to hide it right now, like ignore it. But it, yeah. it, it, I agree with you that, that there is that little sense of dread that he, judge will not
0: be a Yankee next year. Just prepare yourself. I hope yeah. I'm wrong. Hope I'm wrong. How about a more positive note? Yes. The, uh, Hall of Fame uh, candidates, first time Hall of Fame candidates for the NFL, the Pro Football Hall of Fame, uh, were announced the other day, uh, led by six-time All-Pro offensive lineman for the Browns, Joe Thomas, a cornerback that owns his own island, Darrell Rivas, and uh, past rusher Dwight Freeney. They headlined the list. Uh, there was 129 other uh, nominees that were mentioned as well including Chris Johnson, Javari Evans, Navarro Bowman, James Harrison, Cam Chancellor, and even punter Shane Leckler. Do you care?
1: I I do because, as as Jets fans, Darrell Revis, it's that man. What he did, his dominance is unlike anything that I have seen in my time watching this team, he was so good against the top of the top competition. So, see, knowing that this this off season he is going to get his just dues, and you know, like it, it's going to be nice to see, you know, let it, so see him like smell the roses. Uh, if I get the saying right,
0: yeah,
1: I'm I'm very, very excited. For Darrell Revis to make the Hall, Joe Thomas, I think he's another no brainer. I I think the three guys you let off with Joe Thomas, Darrell Revis, and Dwight Freeney to me at least, they're all no brainers. They should
0: make it for first uh first year. I um I agree with you. There's so many good players that still haven't made it into mm-hmm. the Football Hall of Fame. So I you know I wouldn't say any of these guys are like first ballot quote unquote. I mean I. You know, I think Joe Thomas should be. I think Darrell Revis should be, but I don't really know what the landscape looks like, like what they're up against. But I would definitely agree. I think the first three Freeney, Revis and Thomas, are are definitely Hall of Famers. I think James Harrison would get into. I mean, he's got the, you know, um notoriety. I mean, he's you know the Super Bowls, super bowls and and just a, a dominant player there. Cam Chancellor I, had a, a nice run there too
1: chris johnson i don't think chris johnson is in the hall of like he'd go into the hall of like very fun players like cj cj2k like uh, he was unbelievable but his stretch of dominance just wasn't long enough for at least
0: to me to say like i see him as a hall of famer dude totally i totally agree with that really good hall of very good yeah, um, but yeah, I would I would definitely go with the three uh, we just mentioned. James Harrison as well. I like Navarro Bowman. I just Paul, I, very I, good. I think it's just yeah. good, good. Nothing
1: like it's nothing personal. No slight to them. It's just I I just I don't see them as a
0: as a as a Hall of Famer. I don't know too many punters. I do know Shane Leckler. So I, I, I don't I, know I think, how to rate punters. So I'm you know, I. I think
1: McAfee is also on the list this year as is well. He- I think he made the list because he retired. I think he's he's in the threshold. I don't think he's gonna make it.
0: No, I don't think but so. Either, but I I a, believe he's fun.
1: That's the, the, the I, I to me he's a he's the punk god. He's I
0: mean, just he's the, a, for the brand. Yeah, for the brand. He like uh he's pretty good at he might make another Hall of Fame. He's pretty good on the air too. So um yeah so we'll see uh a year from now or so if uh or Super Bowl weekend. <laughs> What comes to fruition here? Last one. I know this is a couple days old, but I wanted I wanted to talk about this because I love talking about this. The Anaheim Angels, or the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim, excuse me, Mm -hmm. were eliminated from the playoffs for the eighth straight season, despite having the best player of our generation. Mike Trout hit 36 home runs, which was third. Most in the AL, Shohei Otani, last year's MVP, hit 34. He also had a 243 ERA. That's best for fifth best in the American League. Mike Trout has made the playoffs once in his career that started in 2011. It was in 2014, I believe, and they were swept in the ALDS. was 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 that by the Red Sox? I think it was. Could be right. Sounds about right. Do you care?
1: I, I yes and no to, to the, the reason I don't care is despite the fact I, I care in the sense that in baseball I it sucks when the best players you don't get to see them in these prime time like playoff high intensity games and Mike Trout you just don't get to see him Shohei Otani you don't get to see him but at the same time because and and part of the reason why I don't care is because I just think the Angels are irrelevant they're a team that they used to be so good and so annoying as a fan of the Yankees because they always had the Yankees number. And now
0: it just feels like. Yeah, there was that stretch in like. Early 2000s. Oh, six, seven, even. No, no, like the 2010s. Like, yeah, they. It was, they, I, yeah, it, it was like up until the, it was the last time I remember
1: the, the, them, like it was right before the Yankees won the, uh, was it the 2008 world series or the 2009, 2009, they, cause the, cause the Yankees beat them in the ALCS. And that was kind of the last time I felt like the angels had their, didn't the, when they finally, the Yankees kind of got their number back. They're just irrelevant. And I, I don't know what the fix is because they pay people. They come out there. They got it. They had, they brought Otani in, they signed, uh, anthony rendon yep they have players i just don't understand what like what the problem is i thought joe madden was the fix for the manager and he ended up being not good it didn't work out so i i don't know baseball to me is one of those things i have a little harder time figuring out in terms of like how do you fix the team so i don't know what they can
0: do to kind of fix
1: the to be to be relevant again
0: uh that was my next question of how how do you fix this angels team i think that's the 100 million dollar question i don't i think if you have an opportunity i i guess it shows you that one dude despite even his best efforts aaron judge this season one dude cannot completely carry a team in baseball it's not it's not basketball. You're not a, a stud quarterback, too, and the NFL. You could argue you could do that, too. But if you if you get an opportunity to trade Mike Trout, I think you have to entertain it. If you can get a return, he's certainly not the player. He doesn't, you know, certainly not the player that he was in his prime. He's, he gets hurt a lot more than he ever did. He yeah. doesn't run nearly as much as he used to um and there were some reports that like if otani was going to be on the block he'd get a, a ransom that was even bigger than what the padres gave the nationals for juan Soto, which i think is is the move there
1: um, i i think the move this off season because I, I think otani wants to play meaningful baseball and i think he was sold this this vision of with mike him and mike trout together the, the angels are gonna you know they're gonna be back and I could see. I I mean, there was all the talk at the deadline that he wanted out, that they were going to trade him. I don't see Otani as in an Angels uniform next year.
0: Ooh, hot take.
1: Um, Where now? Where he goes, I don't know, but I just don't see Shohei Otani playing for the Angels next season.
0: I I didn't hear some of that. I accidentally unplugged my headphones.
1: (laughs) I I was just I I just I don't know where he goes. Like you know, I don't want to be like, oh, he's going to the Yankees, but like I. I don't know what team makes the kind of that godfather offer that, you know, gives up the bag and for both his contract and a prospect package that would make it worth it to the angels. But I don't see him as an angel next year. And I think that would be the best for the angels because they need to rebuild.
0: Yeah. And I think that's the, the Genesis of this question too. If you can get something for, you know, and just completely rebuild this team. I mean, they've just, they've spent money, but they've just made mistakes. I mean, you got the, you know, you got part of your prime for Albert Pujols, but that back in that contract was ugly. Rendon can't stay on the field. Josh Hamilton, they gave a ton of money to. It didn't work out for mm-hmm. obvious reasons there. Aaron Judge is up. Bottom of the oh. eighth man on second. Oh, one out. So if I just, again, have a, a seizure on the air here, <laughs> that's that's what's going on. I, I flipped the game
1: off because I thought, like, Judge wasn't going to get back up.
0: Uh, he's hitting first. Today that next the game i i mean
1: i hope for for like as a fan of like i hope he doesn't he, he can do they play tomorrow
0: uh, i know this is a two-game set so i would i would think that they're not, they're off tomorrow because i i don't want him to have to either
1: like to potentially break the record on apple tv
0: Oh yeah, that's, that's right. Red Sox that, on Apple TV. Yeah. Friday
1: Friday is the Apple TV. and I know there was a petition going around to get them to take the game off of it. And that, that would got, be a
0: disaster. That, the, that got that got
1: shot down very very quickly.
0: There there was a really good Garrett Cole start a couple um months ago that was on Apple TV and a lot of people got pissed off. Um or was it Prime? I don't know. It was one of them. Uh, it, it, yeah, it, that it, would both, be a both nightmare. Of,
1: both of them. The, the, the having games on prime and on apple tv is just it's the, it's so annoying to me i can
0: uh he walks i, I can yeah. uh, i can understand where um like this is where this is all going and and live rights are so important and certainly build um subscriber bases and um do all of that right like it's it's where everything is going yeah um, and, it, and someone's got to be first It's just, there's going to be a lot of like, uh, you know, just back in my day kind of conversations, especially if you, and I can understand people that just, you're already spending a fortune on cable and then, uh, you know, you, you you don't have the means or want to buy prime or, or, um, Apple TV or any of these other things. It's just where everything's going. Like we've talked on this podcast too. I'm excited to see where the rights of the Sunday ticket are going to go um because it's I, probably not going back to direct tv and the one i
1: keep hearing is is apple tv that apple might get it which i could i mean that makes sense if they if they're getting baseball they want to also get into the football they just football got game. Uh,
0: mls rights too i think in a i don't know if it's next year or in a couple years they're going to um have like the exclusive rights to the mls too so it's interesting yeah so we'll see but back to uh how do you fix um, the Angels? I I uh, I don't know. I I think if you got a, a crazy offer to trade those guys and just rebuild, you could do it. I, there's been rumors we talked about a couple weeks ago that Artie Moreno is looking to potentially sell the Angels. So, mm. you know, do you do you get what you can and and rebuild this team before that, or do you sell to a, to a Um, to a potential billionaire with, you know, two of the best players in baseball and say, Hey, it's your problem now. I don't know. I'm not (laughs) smart enough to know that. That's
1: just, it's just so confusing to me. Like how, how, how are they not relevant with you with what they, they like, they get people, they get signings and it's just, it just never
0: works out. Yeah. It's a, it's a mess there. That's for sure. But uh, that was it, man. That was episode seventy of the Chasing Points podcast. Thank you so much, Jerry, for uh, dropping by. Jeremiah Wood, everyone.
1: Thank, thank you bullpen. for having me.
0: Uh, I'm, I'm, you know, when I get the call,
1: I'm ready. I got the bat in hand, so you know, like if you, if coach, if coach calls my play,
0: I'm ready. I, uh, I have to thank Jeremiah. You stepped in a last minute notice. We had some other plans that unfortunately didn't work, but again, the bullpen phone rang. And Jeremiah was here and he will be back, my friends. How can uh how can we follow you on the interwebs? So uh you can follow me both on
1: Instagram and Twitter at Jeremiah on air. Uh I am getting back gonna get back into the you know the Twitch streaming game as well. I took a break for a while because it was kind of burning me out, but I will be back streaming on that. Uh I'm I'm gonna be hunting for Kyler Murray on Call of Duty. That's gonna be my goal. Is I'm I'm looking for
0: Kyler. Ooh, hot take. <laughs> and uh yeah, make sure you follow us on Instagram at Chasing Points Podcast. And uh as well as checking out chasingpointspodcast.com where you can get all of our social feeds and basically listen to us wherever you listen to your favorite podcast as you are. So uh thank you so much, Jeremiah. Uh Brandon will be back next week. We'll see how these picks work out. Uh until then, peace.